Hey everyone, welcome back to the Freshly Squeezed podcast. Today we're interviewing a good friend Q to discuss his time on South African Idol. We'll go over some behind the scenes stories from his time on live television. We'll talk about his heart for music, as well as what's next in Q's career as a musician. This one was a blast to record, and uh, we hope you guys enjoy hearing his story. Hey friends, welcome back to the Freshly Squeezed podcast. This week, um, we have someone I met four, almost five years ago. I I feel old saying that, Um, (laughs) but this is my friend Q. It's the second Q we've had on the podcast. And we'll yeah. have him pronounce his full name for us so I don't um, mess it up and offend anyone. Um, but Q and I worked together at Wesley Woods in 2016. Um, Q is from South Africa, and he came to Wesley Woods through, what was the program called? Um, CCUSA, which is basically Camp Counselors USA. Gotcha. Yeah. And it's kind of like, I guess, an exchange program. Um, yeah for for international counselors yeah um but we got to know each other because every almost every weekend um q would stay with me um and my family we would try to like host the international counselors so they didn't have to stay at camp over the weekends um and i i claimed q (laughs) But it, we had a good time, and we we got close with some other counselors on the weekends, and um, yeah, we saw each other at our best and at our worst. Um, it was my first year as a camp counselor, his first year as a camp counselor. So we'll get into some of those. Um, how old were you guys? The, how old were we? Yeah, this was I like was in 2016. Um, mm-hmm. I think I was 19, probably. Yeah. 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 Yep. There was uh there were definitely some culture shock moments for me being Amer- me being American and going into that environment was definitely a culture shock for me. I can't imagine <laughs> what it was for someone who didn't grow up in the US. <laughs> yeah, it was it was just crazy being in the woods because um it's the woods and I've never actually lived there. Usually go camping for a weekend, but like to stay there for a whole like three months almost um mm-hmm. yeah it was crazy um and the craziest bit is that american bugs are the biggest things ever <laughs> like it's it was so really? scary to see a, like everyone was like oh it's just a bee and i was like that's the biggest bee i've ever seen in my life so that's <laughs> really like, i would i would expect the opposite no not not on my side of um africa <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. definitely not yeah um but your insects are definitely like monstrous <laughs> <laughs> We just learned that Q is from South Africa. Uh, tell us a little bit more about yourself, um, starting with your name. So um, my name is Kawe. Um, it's got a click in it, but that's the Q. The Q is a click in my language, um, which is Zulu. Um, it's usually a great conversation starter because, you know, people <laughs> are always like, oh, a click, you know. Um, and I'm from South Africa, yeah. Um, I'm 24 years old. I'm a musician. Um, I'm also like a biology student. Um, so kind of going into music and biology. Um, and yeah, I don't know what else to say. (laughs) Yeah. Tell us a little bit about, so you spent some time in the U S 
Um, we just talked about how in 2016 you came um, through CCUSA to work for Camp Wesley Woods, and then you spent some more time in the U.S. after that. Um, do you want to talk a little bit more about Wesley Woods? We won't spend the whole. Um, <laughs> we went, we won't spend Wesley the Woods. whole. Yeah, <laughs> but what were some takeaways from that? Some highs and lows, and also. Um, some college experience here in the u.s so um with wesley woods it i went to wesley woods in a time when i was like i don't really know what i want to do with my life um and i kind of don't know who i am and what i like so let me put myself in the woods maybe i'll find myself there (laughs) (laughs) um i met a lot of great people um and i learned a lot about myself because environment is so hard because first of all I'm away from home and secondly I'm taking care of other people's children you know and kids can be a lot mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. you really test your patience and test your ability to adapt to a new group of people every week so I think mm-hmm. that just um I think unveiled a different side of me that I personally had never interacted with because you know when you see yourself doing things you've never done before you end up just self-actualizing on another level you know so mm-hmm. that was like um one of my biggest takeaways from Wesley Woods is being able to see myself conquer everything that I was up before me and like every week like we'd get um like one of our leaders would like sit us down and tell us what we did good and what we maybe didn't do so great um and then I think with that it just taught me to also like self-regulate and just also keep like a little pad for myself of things that I'm like okay I'm proud that I got that done and other things like okay we could do better in this department you know so I think that's that's what the the program really did for me um and besides just learning to make friends as well because I was pretty awkward (laughs) so um I learned to make a lot of friends because we have to work with someone new every week so I think that's that's Mm -hmm. the greatest thing about Westy Wood um and I think it was a perfect um perfect start to just moving to America and um, going to college there. Um, I was able to, I was able to adapt better in college because I had been in the States for at least three months before. Um, so I went to uh, Minnesota um, at Winona State University. That's where I studied. Um, and I was doing a, a Bachelor of Psychology at first. And then, funny enough, um, some of the people that I hung around were like um, bi- uh, biology majors, right? And I'd actually been taking one biology class. So then one of the one of my friends was like doing her homework and then she asked me to help her out. Like, oh yeah, you just have to one, two, and three. And I was like, wait, did I just do biology <laughs> homework? <laughs> I was like, okay, let's do this. So I decided to do a dual degree uh, where it was a Bachelor of um, Science and Psychology and a Bachelor of Science in Biology. Um, and that's basically how I started studying biology. Um, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the college experience in itself was just so crazy because um, I think another thing, I'm away from home all alone. And um, mm-hmm. it, it, it does come with a lot of anxiety and just being uncertain of what the environment is going to be like. Um, but I think there was a drive for me to just continue just learning about myself and continue just walking my journey and enjoying it, you know. Um, I think the hardest thing that I, I kind of endured during college was just loneliness in a way because um, I was the only South African there. 
you know, and I think I always say this to people that you don't realize how great home is until you leave. Yeah. You know, so yeah. Um, so yeah, so that was like um, quite challenging, but I think the rest of it was, was a blast. It was fun to just experience new things and be in a different environment and, you know, be pursuing a degree, you know, in that environment. Yeah. That's awesome. So you, you went a total, where did you go to college? Um, Winona State University in Minnesota. Okay. And you went uh, for a full four years? So I went for um, two years. Um, two years. And then I, yeah. Then I came back home. Um, then there were some problems with the visa and everything, you know, um, so I haven't been able to finish my degree yet. Yeah. And we'll get into what you've been doing in the meantime, but first, um, yeah, I'd love to hear about like your faith journey too, because, uh, we worked for a faith-based camp together. Mm-hmm. Also, you're a pastor's kid. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How does faith play into all of Q's story? Not this queue. Like There's a queue in my kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, um, the hardest challenge that I had to endure was sort of my loneliness. And I feel like that was something God used to kind of draw me to him in a way. Um, so to start off um, from the beginning with my walk with God, um, I gave my life to God for the last time in 2012, in June. Um, because I'm a pastor's kid, I grew up in church, so I was always surrounded by everything church, you know, mm-hmm. everything Christian, you know. So I, I, it was something that was like part of my um, childhood and part of just my life. Um, but I never really had a real relationship with God up until 2012, and I was like, God, I'm actually tired of giving my life to you because you know you kind of give your life to God, but you don't really stay there you kind of just go off and do your own thing and then you come back and give it back to him again and then you kind of you know go off and do your own thing again yeah. um but in 2012 I was like god I'm ready to just walk with you for the rest of my life now you know this is the last time I ever want to do this and you know I'm going to go full on you know um and it's been a great and crazy <laughs> journey um so since then um like I said in college it was a space where I really experienced god in a special way, an intimate way, because I was alone most of the time. Um, so um, it's 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 kind of reminiscent of when Jesus used to go up to the mountain um, to be by himself and to pray, you know. Um, so that's that's kind of where I literally just bonded with God in a very special way. Um, and yeah, it's, till today, it's been just a great journey of him just showing his love to me and him showing me he becomes the good in your life, um, even in the darkest times, you know? So I think that's been a very special, special, um, journey. Yeah, dude, that's awesome to hear. Um, often loneliness and solitude can be some of the best teachers. And in those seasons, the Lord can teach us so much. Um, if we kind of accept those seasons for what they are. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what have you been up to between, um, when you came back to the U.S. and now? All right, so um, I kind of came back from the U.S. and, like, stepped into the world of reality television. <laughs> I auditioned <laughs> for um, South African Idol. Um, and it was crazy, man. It was, it was really crazy. Um, and just I've been working on my music career um, ever since then. Um, I used to actually have a lot of gigs around college. Um, and... Um, like 
from everyone just inviting me to their events on campus, I just started, hey, I started thinking, hey, I could actually um, have a, my own music career, you know, and actually start, start this thing mm -hmm. for real, you know, so um, into South African Idols, um, and I've been pushing ever since. I actually spent two seasons on there. Um, the first season, I was eliminated during group rounds. And then um, the second season, which is, was this year, um, I made it to top 16. Then I was eliminated. <laughs> yeah. Which is amazing. Which is awesome. Yeah, man. Yeah. So what what made you want to, like, I know maybe uh, at college and going around and, and uh, doing some gigs at college, but besides that, what, what kind of made you take that first step in auditioning? Because that's a pretty big, like, I think I'm going to do this. That's a pretty big, uh, like, go for it, especially for someone you said you, you, you get a little anxious or, or uh, uh, nervous sometimes. And that's a pretty big step. Yeah, um, I think it was all part of just challenging myself, you know. Yeah. Um, I, I believe that I wanted to sort of gain new networks and put myself out there as well to say, hey, I exist and I'm a musician and, you know, get mm -hmm. new friends and new um, partners to work with, you know, essentially, so I can continue to build my um, career. So I think just being a very anxious person, I, uh, <laughs> it was hectic. It was really hectic, but the thrill of it is also just so, and, uh, it's, it's, it's exciting. It's really exciting because you're just thrilled the whole way through, you know? Um, and I just kept reminding myself to just have fun, just have fun because it is something we sort of idealize from a very young age when you see, you mm -hmm. know, contestants on TV belting this big note and you're like oh yeah i want to do that you know yeah um, i think that's that's kind of something that um motivated me to go it's because i've watched the show for so long and i was ready to sort of just step into that version of myself i guess yeah yeah because dude that i mean i've watched uh as many videos as i can find about uh of you <laughs> super oh. creepy <laughs> sentence right there i watched as many videos as i could of you Stop but um social media <laughs> <laughs> yeah i did i did but i uh dude you got some moves when you're up there on stage you get you get groovy man <laughs> yeah you look I, that's the exact opposite of what um when you said like oh i get a little nervous i'm like well from what i saw it doesn't look like you get nervous <laughs> looks yeah, like man. you're just like a button turns on and you're just able to it's the adrenaline. Yeah, but you you can tell like you have so much joy up there. It looks it looks so much fun. Like you're just having a blast. That's the that's anything I watch. Like I love watching reality TV like that and uh, watching like America's Got Talent and uh, those types of shows. And the most fun acts to watch are the people who are genuinely enjoying themselves doing the thing that they're doing and it's always yeah. slightly awkward to watch people who are like you know like not not sure not that they don't have talent but those are like I don't know it's just really fun to watch the people who are enjoying it and I'm like mm -hmm. dude that looks that Q looks like he's having a blast up there <laughs> so Thank that you, that was awesome that was so cool I appreciate it also what, um, how many people actually auditioned for this season? So, um, the auditions start out with those long lines. I'm sure you've probably seen it on American yeah. Idol. You know, it's mm -hmm. like the whole street is just covered with humans. Um, so it's probably about 10,000 people. 
I'm not quite sure about the numbers, but like across the country, you know, it's a national audition. So yeah, mm-hmm. and they had online auditions too this year. So that was the first um, because of mm-hmm. COVID. Um, so what had happened right. is um, they had started the um, national in-person auditions. And when the country was like on lockdown and shut down, like everyone was sort of forced to just do everything online. So it was, mm-hmm. was kind of cool and it expanded the the, the range of talent. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I mean, it's not good for me because that means more competitors, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I mean, um, it was just a lot of people, thousands of people, I, I can't say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it's one of the is that, that factor of like online. It's easier to to do things and and say things that you normally wouldn't. So it's probably mm-hmm. a lot of people recording audition tape and then yeah. like waiting to push enter, and they're just like ah, boom and just push it, you know, <laughs> yeah. like a last minute yeah. Amazon dis- yeah, package yeah. decision. Yeah, <laughs> um, but I I think I watched your you did an audition tape like or I say tape that sounds so old school uh, a video you did a video right you sent in or did you go in in person i went in person oh you did maybe yeah. i watched your uh previous season uh, yeah video um so i actually auditioned for the voice um south africa oh first, maybe that's like what it was in 2018 18 yeah 2018 okay. oh yeah um and then to, to, to 2019 i went to idols and then okay 20 idols yeah i think that I maybe that's you. the one that you Probably. It, yeah. I love that one, dude. That was like all kinds you, of uh, amazing. Uh, what do you call those? Where you just like, ah, you know, it's like, <laughs> I don't know what they're called. Run, run. <laughs> I'm so run, good. Yeah. <laughs> Riffs and runs. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Hey, what was some of the most challenging things you faced on either season of Idols? I think the biggest thing would have to be believing in myself um because i mean there's so many rounds right um so you go in and you audition for the judges you get your golden ticket it's great you're celebrating and it's like i've made it this is so great and then just before you you can take your take a breath you're at like theater week we call it theater week you guys would normally call it hollywood week um so you're just like when you get there, you're faced with so many talented people and we're all just like competing for one spot. So you mm-hmm. tend to just doubt yourself. You tend to question, why did I do this? You know, because it's it's <laughs> rough, man. They give you such a small space of time to prepare something that's going to be broadcast to the entire country. So that's yeah. like um, crazy. And for us, it's it's even more because it's not just our country. It's actually the entire African continent. Um so that's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. Um, so you just try to get your head in the game, try to do your best. But I think just believing that you're capable was probably my hardest thing. Um, yeah. And I think that's where God also came in to assure me that, you know what, I don't have to scramble around for an identity and scramble around to try and impress people. I just have to be myself and trust the gift that he's given me, you know, and trust mm-hmm. the journey that he's put me on. Um, because also sometimes you obsess about winning too much that you lose yourself in the process, you know? So Mm, I think that's something that I'm so grateful that God kept kept me intact. You know, I didn't try, I didn't change once I got on television. I didn't change once Mm. I was in the limelight, you know, I stayed true. Funny story. Um, Someone sent me a DM um, and they were like, "Um, congratulations. Um, 
wish you all the best on your journey. And I know you're a prayerful person, so God's going to see you through. And I'm like, but how do you know I'm a prayerful person? I didn't say that on television. So it just Mm -hmm. was almost um, evidence that God will always show himself, even though you don't talk about him. But by virtue of having him in you, like people will see him and people will experience him through you. You know, um, whether or not you mention Jesus, you know, in an interview, you know, he will show himself. So I think that was such a a blessing to see that people saw God and they saw that I depended on him Mm -hmm. in the whole journey. So, um, yeah. So I guess I didn't need to believe in myself. I just needed to believe in God. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, that's that's awesome, dude. Yeah, man, it was crazy. (laughs) I uh, so did you get a ton of people like messaging you and following you after? after uh being on on the show dude it gets so crazy like (laughs) from the time your audition airs because there's like a mini interview that happens before you sing so you'll be like hi my name is carl and my phone just starts there's like dms there's um, friend requests on facebook like people find you in a whiff like it's it's crazy it's really crazy um and so we have like, then they be, kind of created an idols channel, which runs 24 seven. So your audition just plays for the whole week. So like every time it comes on screen, there's new messages, new um, friend oh, wow. requests. Like you, it, it never ends. It was so it's, loud. It, it was live? <laughs> was it live? There's a live show and then there's um, a pre- pre-recorded show and then there's a live show. So um, when you make oh, top okay. 16, that's when you're part of the live show. But the pre-recorded one was... Um, well pre-recorded <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay that that's crazy that is a really yeah. crazy yeah man but we got a lot of love from a lot of strangers so it's it's been it's been a blessing man to have different people just you know um share how much they enjoy watching you perform which is is very mm-hmm. validating for any musician out there you know yeah yeah Can, what an what an encouraging thing just strangers just mm yeah validating your gift like that's yeah. that's got to be pretty awesome i love hearing that um you saying like i didn't change i didn't let the uh i didn't let the pressure or even like the popularity change me um mm-hmm. but how would you describe how maybe life around you changed since before idols and after i think um so because it was two seasons, the first season was not that drastic a change. It's just a lot of stares in public because people are trying to figure out, is it him? No, it's not. <laughs> yes, it is. You know, um, yeah. and you often hear it among um, friends when they walk past you. No, it's not him. Yes, it is. They just argue about you in the background. Um, <laughs> but I think beyond just being recognized in public, um, it's opened up a few opportunities for me. You know, um, as I told you guys the story earlier is that... Um, I'd, I'd come out and be like, hey, I'm a musician, so everyone knows me as a singer. But then they'd invite me and be like, hey, come talk. Come talk to us. Hey, come come <laughs> yeah. model for this. Hey, come be in a short film, you know, and show off your acting Come be in our podcast. Know? Yeah. Come be in a podcast. Come do everything except sing. <laughs> you know, so it's, it's, oh, it's, we're going to have you sing. We're going to have you sing. <laughs> you know, so it's very interesting, um, the different um, opportunities that are available in media, you know, since being exposed on television you know and it's, it's been a real blessing you know to have that happen to have people approach you to have people think of you when they're planning an event you know it's it's, it's super dope so i want to hear a little bit more about the reality tv environment um did you make any friends or enemies 
or frenemies? <laughs> dun, dun, dun. No. Um, <laughs> um, the environment is high pressure. Um, there's, there's very little sleep, especially when the show is live. Um, because, mm-hmm. in fact, even the pre-recorded um, version of the show was pretty hectic. Because in a week they have to make a month's worth of content, so it's just like everything's yeah. you know hectic schedule, you know, for everyone. Um, so um, that's what being backstage is like. Um, friends, you you tend to make friends because of trauma bonding. I don't know if you guys have heard of that. <laughs> We're all Sounds like, like Westwoods. What? Sounds like Camp Wesley Woods. Oh, <laughs> exactly. Everything's so hectic that you just have no choice but to make friends with the people around you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was it was tough, but it was great to have um, other people who understand what you're going through. Just you know, be a support. As much as we're competitors, um, off camera we were just like the best of friends because we were just supporting mm. each other. We would affirm each other. We would you know, just remind each other that, hey, you can do this. You weren't chosen by mistake, you know. And, you know, those those moments are, I think, the best part of the whole process. You know, it's just having those people who have your back. And, um, yeah, just remind you that it's okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, um, and even because I was there for two seasons. So the, the, the second, the first season I was eliminated during group rounds. Even when you leave, you still have people who believe in you. You know, like, this is not the end. You know, this is you still have the gift, you still have the ability, you just have a different playground now, you know, yeah. um, to use it in, you know, so that's, um, yeah, that's most beautiful. Yeah. When you got eliminated the first time in the group rounds, did you immediate, immediately decide, like, I'm definitely going next season? Or was that kind of a, yeah, how, how did that so turn out? That was a, a whole journey of its own, because you just, like, it's it's literally so unreal because you're there and they give you the news. Sorry, you're going home. And it's like your heart just drops. And yeah. then you have to smile, of course, because you don't want to faint on television and just like be dramatic <laughs> or cry. You know, you just, I just remember just being so numb because I didn't want to um, embarrass myself on television. Walked off yeah. gracefully and um, went home and then started unpacking and, you know, reliving everything and checking where did I go wrong? What could I have done better and all of that? So it wasn't an immediate decision because the journey is also so long um, mm-hmm. from like the beginning of the show to group round. So I was like, would you be okay with going through all of that again? I was like, mm-hmm. uh, I don't think so. Not at this point. But then at the end of the year, when the auditions came on again, I was like, actually, I feel like I want to do this again, you know, so let's <laughs> yeah. go, you know, because it is hard. It's, it's, it's really hard. I yeah. think, um, to describe the environment on a spiritual level a bit, it's like your worst fears and your deepest insecurities just all erupt at the same time. Hmm. And you're supposed to sing. I mean, you're capable. Yeah. You can sing your song your whole life. You know, you probably know some of the songs that you chose, you know, but just the state that you're in makes it so much harder. So it, I, it wasn't an instant decision. I definitely had to go through a year of just building my confidence and realigning myself with why I wanted to do it and you know yeah you have been singing your whole life um (laughs) do you want to kind of talk about where um singing started for you and what instruments you play and what are some of like what inspired you to express yourself through music um so I started singing in the house um like everyone (laughs) um but 
it wasn't until I think I was 14 when my um, dad um, asked my cousin and I to come to church with him once. And like, oh, cool, we could do that. And just like we went to the church and we played around, you know, we were just messing around. So he called me in and he's like, go grab a mic and sing. And the worship team was sort of having a rehearsal there. So I just, me and my cousin were there. Like, he doesn't even sing, but he was there like, okay, um, well, I guess we'll just join the choir. You know, so that's where it kind of started for me um, in church, um, in my dad's church. And, you know, just worship was how I connected with God. And that was through singing. That was through playing keys. You know, eventually I was um, the music director for my church. Um that was like two years later. Um, and that's that's just how I grew musically, just learning how different parts fit together in the music. And I think that also gave me confidence to also know my place in the music as a mm-hmm. singer, as a, a musician, and, you know, to know when to do what. And, you know, just to know the dynamics of, of everything. Um, so that's kind of where it started. Um, and, yeah, I think um, singing was just a way that I just connected with myself, connected with God, and connected with my feelings, you know, and I think that was experienced through other people telling me that, hey, when you sang this song, this is how it made me feel. Um, I remember singing Jealous um, and um, on, on, on the show on Idols, and um, a lot of people texted me about how they had lost someone in their family, um, and, this, and this was like during lockdown, you know, um, a lot of people died because of COVID-19 and to have people text you to tell you that your music has healed them or the way you sang or interpreted mm-hmm. the song made them feel things that they, they were afraid to feel is the biggest blessing, you know? Um, and I think that's that's why I treasure it so much. And I see it as a gift from God because there's no way I could have done that. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. um, it, it started with God um, church, you know, and it's, yeah, that's where it all started. What do you think was has been your biggest takeaway from being on idols? Well, it's a tough question. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's just, there's so much. Um, I think on a personal level, it's that you're capable. Um, This is me now talking talking to myself or about myself. (laughs) But like understanding that I'm capable, understanding that it's not by mistake that I made it there, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, even for Jacob to um, reflect um, about um, how the joy that he saw me experience, you know, was also something that was such a blessing for me to say. It's 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 not about proving yourself. Music is not about being the best. It's about joy, man. It's about feeling and transferring that emotion to other people and sharing in the music and sharing in the happiness or the sadness of the song, you know. Um, so I think that those are the things that I took away from um, the production is that even though um, the show is commercial, um, it's meant for monetary value. Even when you release your album, you want people to buy it. It's a business. But um, the art, the, the heart of the art should be rooted in not you trying to prove yourself, um, but rather just sharing in a, in a moment, sharing in an emotion and sharing in a story. You know, um, so I think those are the things that I took away from the platform is that I'm capable and the, the, the art is important and it's sacred. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, we talked to Daniel um, Pratt last week. And mm-hmm. uh, or actually at when this comes out, this will be uh, several weeks, but a couple weeks. But um, one thing it, it immediately made me think 
of, uh, of him and you, what you guys have in common is this, is this um, passion and this zeal for what you love to do. And it comes out like when, when I was talking to Daniel, I could tell he loved what he's doing in this season of his life. And he's, and when you love something, you just have this, like, you don't have to fake passion or you don't have to like yeah. muster up this, yeah. this, um, yeah, this version of yourself that you want people to think or be encouraged by. You're just kind of living it. And uh, Daniel did that really well for me and inspired me. And and seeing you sing and hearing you talk about, um, yeah, your journey on on idols and, and then uh, talking about it with us. It's just I can feel your passion for it. And knowing that, like knowing that about you, um, whether you whether you think this or not, I don't I don't know what what your next steps are, but like you're gonna you're gonna go far in this or whatever you put your heart to because you got this passion and the fact that like I really commend like being being nervous or or I can imagine being on like live TV and <laughs> and doing doing something I'm like I, I would I would be really really nervous I don't know if I would do that um, but the fact you like step over that hurdle and went for it because you know that was your passion and this is a, a potential next step uh, towards uh yeah furthering your career like that's awesome that's a, a very commendable <clears throat> excuse me very commendable um thing but um yeah you're welcome dude i i just think that's uh yeah it's just inspiring i'm inspired dude <laughs> thank you man <laughs> yeah you're welcome i also think it's a very holy thing for you to like be in your like God-given environment and like um, display Him, not necessarily mm-hmm. like like you said you didn't you didn't go there and be like, hey everyone, I'm a Christian. I'm going <laughs> to sing about Jesus on this show. <laughs> My I'm called to sing about Jesus, so I'm just going to sing gospel music on this uh, on this reality TV show. <laughs> like no, you yeah. you went you stepped into um, an environment. And like you weren't influenced by it, like you said, you didn't change, but you mm-hmm. were, you stepped into it with your God-given confidence to display Him, um, and I think that's just such a holy thing. Um, and you talked about even describing how you feel about music and how it's like all connected and it's all holy. Yeah. Um, I think that's such a lesson to share with others in all that they're doing. Um, whether they're a student or they work at Subway or, (laughs) you know, or they're like an artist, you know, um, and how we're called to um, go into the world, not be of it, but go into the world and like, yeah. And I love hearing stories of um, when people let you know how they, how you impacted them. Um, sometimes I'll, sometimes when I'm feeling discouraged, I'll, I'll pray and ask the Lord to like, show me how he's working, show me himself. Um, and in my work, I've, one thing, so I use, sometimes when I'm not in a healthy place, I'm like, man, people, people are so annoying. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I feel like I can just like, I can go to work and just see all the like annoying things about people. Um, Whereas when I ask the Lord to like show me how he's working, I see how like interesting and unique people are and how funny people are. Like uh, 
one of my good friends, Austin, we, we send each other funny videos all the time. And there's this one, it's like a, it's a vine, but it just reminds me of how, like, of how funny people are. And I just like, anytime I got grumpy at work that day, I'd be like, man, people are just silly, you know? <laughs> um, but <laughs> yeah, someone annoys you. You're silly. You're, you're just, you forgive you, them, Lord. They know not what they do. Um, <laughs> they know not how annoying they are. <laughs> But, um, yeah, so, I mean, a lot of people we've had on, it, they've been sharing that same testimony of, like, uh, the Lord's been showing me how to use my gifts um, for his glory. Um, and it looks different. It looks unique. So another, like, commending you for having the courage to do that because it's not easy. Um, it's scary. <laughs> I'm sure yeah, you've yeah. had moments of, like, what am I doing out here? What? Where were we going yeah. with this, Lord? Yeah, yeah. All the time, man. It never stops. Um, ever since I was 16, I can, every year, I can almost paint a picture of a time where it was like, God, I don't know what is going on. And I don't know why we're doing this. And I don't even want to do it anymore, you know? Um, and he would just like reignite something, give me a revelation. So I draw from that space. I think even... Um, reflecting on my experience in the church, you know, being a worshiper, like every Sunday you have to almost lead people to God's throne, you know, and mm -hmm. it's like, how do you do that when you're going through a hard time, you know, when you're mm -hmm. questioning God for yourself, even, even sometimes questioning your faith, it's like, how do mm -hmm. you continue to perform your role and, you know, be in a state of questioning? And I think um, God just has a way of just bringing out purpose out of every single thing that you go through you know so I think that's just something that I've valued about my relationship with God is that even if I don't feel like doing it he'll just let me know why I'm doing it and why it's important you know and like you said some someone will come through and just be like hey man thank you for that you blessed me you know and just that simple um, gesture or conversation could literally uplift you you know um, mm -hmm. so I think God has a way of just bringing purpose out of everything that you do so yeah did you have any sort of temptation or um, anything that the enemy was trying to throw at you during this time of kind of like being in the limelight of, of, I guess, steering away from your morals or anything like that? Was there any sort of opportunities that you kind of had to check yourself and be like, okay, here's what I, here's what I need to do. Um, and I can't, I can't walk down that road and I can't, um, uh, yeah, falter or alter, sorry, alter from this course. Was there anything like that that was kind of uh, pulling yeah. for your attention? Definitely, man. Because um, like I said, you enter the environment. Um, and I think here's something about glory and fame that I find very interesting is that it's almost endless, the hunger mm. for it at least. You almost, um, if you're like the most famous person in the world, all you want is more. <laughs> mm, so yeah. there's almost a, a, a voice of how can I multiply this? How can I get more attention? How can I um, be more popular? Or how can I um, stand out and be like the favorite of the show? You know, because um, yeah. as the show plays every week, there's like about five people, a handful of people who just trend on Twitter. 
you know, so the show looks at that and they're like, okay, people love you. We're going to do this with you next week, you know, so you almost want to secure your place by trending and standing out. And sometimes that means that you'd have to do something that you wouldn't normally do because you're trying to gain um, people's favor, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think the temptation for me personally was that to trying to find ways to gain man's favor and and there's a scripture, I'm not sure where, but it speaks about um, having favor with God um, gives you favor with man, you know? So God mm. should always be the priority. So sometimes I think in the in the whole, um, I almost said circus, <laughs> in the whole <laughs> production and just like this whole life <laughs> in the public, um, you're tempted to, to, to do and say certain things that would get you a little more followers, you know, get you a little more favor, you know? from people yeah. you know so i think definitely that's that's my temptation but i remember having a conversation with my dad after i was eliminated um it was a live show so he was there um and he's like oh, i'm so proud of you you know um i'm so excited for what's going to come next and people are excited they want to support you so let's just keep pushing and um mm -hmm. he said, let's sustain he almost said that we should sustain what the show has already started for me because when they put yeah. me out there you know and I was like no dad we have to lose this you know and he's like what I'm like we have to lose it because if we're going to constantly be chasing um the same level of popularity that the show gave me I'm gonna die we're gonna exhaust <laughs> our money and you know all the resources mm -hmm. we have because that, that's like a uh a, a I think form, they, they told us that um, as a top 16 we were like worth four million rand you know, so that was like a lot. And it was like, whoa, I'm worth four million rand. Whoa, that's dope. You know, <laughs> wow. but, um, when you think of how much money they put into making you look that good and be loved by people, you end up realizing that it's not worth chasing. Like the favor mm. of man is yeah. too expensive, you know, because it comes at the mm. price of your soul. Yeah. And there's a scripture that says, what good is it that a man should um, gain the world but lose his soul? So I think yeah. you just, just being yourself, um, like being... The temptation of losing yourself for the favor of men is as strong, and that's something that I think I personally went through. You know, um, yeah. yeah. How do you think you stayed strong through that? Because that that seems like if you're in that, and everyone around you is encouraging you to follow that, what do you think kept you grounded? Dude, I'd be lying if I said I knew. Um, but it's definitely <laughs> grace. It, it's definitely yeah. grace. Um, but what I know and what I went through was um, I made sure that I was prayerful through it all. And I remember my first prayer before going into this was like, God, please protect me. You know, yeah. and sometimes God's protection means that he has to remove remove you from the from that. <laughs> excuse me <laughs> sometimes god's protection means that um he needs to remove you from the environment you know yeah. um and being eliminated at top 16 was like this close from top 10 is like you worked so hard and it's a huge <laughs> loss but at the same time for me it was a huge gain because it meant that i could just finally stop stressing and just yeah. you know step into go back into my life you know and live for um myself and what god has called me for you know rather than to in the public eye and constantly have to please the production, you know, and all of that. So yeah. I think that it was liberating, you know, in a way. So I, I think what kept me was just God. He knew exactly what he was doing, you know? Yeah. yeah. Do you think, uh, what, what are some of your goals going forward? Are, are you, do you think you'd ever, um, 
audition again or do you think that that time's kind of over and you're ready to move on towards other things I actually get this question a lot um yeah <laughs> um no um I don't think I'll ever audition again um why because I feel like everything that I could have gained from the platform I have you know already um mm-hmm. anything else would just be an egotistic desire to want to win you know <laughs> yeah which I don't have <laughs> I'm very I'm very um content with my journey of um it's been a crazy one, you know, and I've learned yeah. a lot about myself. So the goal now is to um, just define myself and build an army of young musicians. <laughs> I've always yeah. just like liked the idea of having like a tribe, you know. Yeah. Um, and when you have there's so many young people in South Africa and in the world who are talented, and we have um, the internet now, we're able to connect in ways we could never mm-hmm. before. We're able to promote our music in ways that we could yeah. never before. So I feel like just like collaborating with a lot of um young people um yeah and just like dude. helping them find themselves and develop themselves you know it's just mm-hmm. and while also like pushing my own music career you know that's that's kind mm-hmm. of where my head is at you know um so i think i'm hoping to have my own production company one day but we'll see how that goes oh that is awesome <laughs> that is so cool yeah if you could have everyone listening listen to one artist that inspires you or one or look up one <laughs> inspiration in your life that they need that's essential they need to know what it what would it be i feel like this is an unfair question <laughs> there's so many maybe voices. two yeah maybe two um, jesus say, and yeah and the holy spirit <laughs> yeah <laughs> there you go what about god um, okay <laughs> Um, a lot of a lot of my counsel is with my father um, and he doesn't have a podcast or anything like that so, <laughs> so what's, what's um, his email <laughs> <laughs> um, that's tough it's just really difficult um, I would say um, a public figure that I think is, is, is probably one of the coolest humans to ever preach the gospel is um, Pastor Michael Todd um and Mm, yeah he's just i think he has a way of just sharing the gospel but also pointing it to yourself and just personalizing it you know so i think um he's just one voice that i think listeners could listen to but i also think biggest voice is the voice within just listen to yourself listen to your gut and listen to um your passions you know what's inside of you i think that will be the perfect guide you know um yeah yeah, that reminds me of um, that verse that says, like, he will give you the desires of your heart. Um, yeah. And I think once we let the Lord come in and take out all the things in our heart that are not of mm-hmm. his, mm-hmm. his desires that he's put in us will lead the way and will show us things about ourselves that we don't know. Because mm-hmm. most of the time we're like numb to our own desires. Um, whether it be voices that have um, suppressed those uh, su- voices that suppress those desires or yeah. conflicting desires or distracting desires. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. I've been listening to uh, Upper Room and Maverick City. They've been collaborating on some music. Um, and uh, there's this one song that's it's really good. I, I think it's. It's like when I look at your face or like when I see your face or something. 
but there's a there's a tag in there that's about like or take out anything that's not of you Mm -hmm. um, which is so inspiring and like as we seek his face we don't have to worry if our desires are are wrong if we're yeah if we're just like keep looking at him keep we put up those blinders and it's like oh oh i start to feel my heart more oh my heart's telling me that i like crocheting or like my heart's telling me (laughs) my heart's telling me that i like to play hacky sack i should i should make a hacky sack group or like yeah (laughs) my heart's telling me that i like um i like card tricks i should do magic more (laughs) like jacob yeah Yeah. it's almost like the verse is saying um delight yourself in the lord and he will reveal to you the desires of your heart you know, yeah, yeah. will give you, but sometimes we think, oh, we just get presents like Christmas, you know. But it's really him unveiling what was already right. there, you yeah. know. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. It's a really good point. This has been so fun, man. It, yeah. It's really been cool <laughs> catching up with you, dude. Um, Wanna go for another hour. Elaborate. Oh. Yeah, let's do it, man. <laughs> let's take a yeah, break. This is, this is just the intermission of the intermission. So, yeah. <laughs> What can people be looking forward to from you and where can they find you? Um, so what's your address? My address <laughs> is <laughs> um well my um uh, Instagram and Twitter is Awe Kawe, which is basically A W E U H A W E. Um it's yeah, that's that's kind of it. Um and Facebook is Kawe Timotheus Matlangum can spell that then yeah yeah we'll, we'll put it in the uh we'll put it in the show notes yeah i'm like saying all this i'm like i wonder if people will be able to spell it like yeah we'll, we'll put it in the description so people yeah. can just copy and paste it yeah i'm on social media um and yeah um new music coming out next year sometime i don't know we'll see oh awesome dude. <laughs> awesome yeah you heard it here vote you heard it here first yeah <laughs> We are so glad to have had the opportunity to interview Kawe. It's been so fun to watch him grow as a musician, and we can't wait to see what's next for him. Thanks again, Q, for sharing part of your story with us and inspiring us to display Christ's character in whatever circles we may find ourselves in. Don't forget, if you'd like to share what you thought of this episode, send us a voice memo at freshlysqueezedinfo at gmail.com. Until we see you next week, we hope you all have a Merry Christmas and enjoy good quality time with friends and family this holiday. Until next Tuesday, stay fresh.